everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and boy, do we have some football to talk about today, and probably a bunch of other stuff as well. As you can see, got some new digs, not at the uh, apartment today, in a hotel down in Savannah, as I could see in the chat. You know, thank you, Harry Snowman, for relaying the messages. Had a had a morning. I've had a morning. Supposed to have a guest host for me today. Uh, unfortunately, that fell through. So throwing this together, hoping to sh that this goes well on the hotel Wi-Fi. I'm rocking with nine megabits per second. So far, I'm looking good. So that's all. That's always a positive sign. Hopefully, I sound okay. I don't have a my microphone or anything. Using just the laptop. Tried to go get some coffee, guys. This is. Listen to this. Actually, first, let's go. Let's let's just run the bumper first. Let's run the bumper. Then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. Uh, football, football, football. Drink your coffee. Enjoy the show. But anyway, we're here. We're here at the hotel in Savannah this morning. I go down with my girlfriend. We get the, you know, the continental breakfast. We're having a good time. She's here for a work trip. So I was just going back up. We each have our own key. She was staying with her coworkers. They were all going to ride together to where they're going. So I go up. My key doesn't work. This is at like 8 a.m. So I go, I swap my key with my girlfriend. Come back up. The key works. It's fine. Start prepping for wake and take because the, you know, like I said, the guest host falls through. So get all the prep done. You know, I got a coffee down down uh, at like 8 a.m. in the morning, drank that, was sitting here around 9.45. I was like, you know what? I need a coffee for the show. Go down to get it. <laughs> first off, <laughs> first off, the coffee machine is basically empty. I had to like tilt it all the way to get anything out. This cup. Guys, <laughs> like that's the amount of coffee I have in this cup. It was like, like this full. I was like, whatever. A sip is better than nothing. I'm walking back to the elevator, and the janitor's mopping. Right, the janitor's mopping right in front of the elevator. And I'm one of those people when I see people mopping because I've worked in fast food and everything, worked on mopping, where I walk uh, as little as possible in their way. Like I squeeze up against the wall, make sure my step goes over the next step, like really try not to mess up their mopping because the dirt on the shoes can make it bad. You know, it, you, you, leave, you leave marks, it could be slippery. So anyway, I'm doing that. And as I'm hugged up against the wall, I walk into a damn hanging art piece and spill the coffee all over myself. And I'm like apologizing to the janitor. I was like, I'm so sorry, dude. I was trying not to get in your way. Now I've created an even more mess for you. There's coffee all over the wall, coffee all over my shirt. Anyway, he's like, just, it doesn't even matter. You know, I'll clean it up. And then for some reason, after he says that, I start cleaning the coffee off the wall with the sleeve of my sweater. Like, oh, don't worry, bro. I've got it. You know? And then I get back up to the room and my second backup hotel key does not work either. Uh, it's at that point 9.59. And I'm like, God damn it. I've got two sips of coffee. The hotel key's not working. Anyway, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we, we have some football to talk about for sure. And we'll start things off. Let's just talk. What a morning. What a morning. Let's let's first, I want to play this clip. I want to see if it'll work. I saw all this clip. And as you know, on the wake and take, I am guilty of being way too in love with Jamison Williams. I saw this video, this little breakdown of a of a route he ran, and I, I just thought it was spectacular. This was from Brian Baldinger. He does his Baldies breakdowns. 
Uh, it's a long one, but I'm just going to play part of it here and see if I can share my screen. I hope it works. All right, here we go. I think you can hear him. William Poplar. J-Mo. Like, Jamel tried to cover him right here, and he stops on a dime at 18 yards. Look at that. Jamel Dean's like, what was that? Was that a comment just, just stopped? He goes on to drop the pass. We won't talk about that. But just go back, pause the video if you need to. Jameson Williams, running full speed, stops on a dime. <laughs> on a total dime and gains five yards of separation just from stopping. That's really spectacular. You know, we talk all the time about the importance of top speed, how good it, how, you know, how you want the agility, how you want to be good at accelerating, how you want to be able to get down the field. We rarely talk about the, the ability, the athleticism it takes to stop on a dime, to decelerate, to make these quick moves. That is what makes players go from a good route runner to a great route runner. And while Jamison Williams did go on to drop that pass and plenty others in this game, seeing that kind of movement is incredibly encouraging to me. I really do think that when Jamison Williams hits, it's going to be something spectacular. He already has, well, is it? No, he did have one short catch, but what? So two catch, two out of three of his catches in his career are touchdowns. I mean, the dude is just an explosive playmaker. We saw it in college. We're seeing it now in the NFL. And I'm excited to just see what happens with his career. Loved that deceleration. Thought that that was very, very cool. Uh, very, very even like Tyreek Hill-esque. Like if they can get the ball in his hands in space even. I, so many things are just running through my mind of how they can truly unlock Jamison Williams. And he's going to provide so much to this offense. They don't have a deep play threat like him or really just uh, just a threat like him in general. Amon Ross St. Brown, say what you will. He can't do what Jamison Williams can do. Jameer Gibbs, say what you will. He can't do what Jamison Williams can do. Sam Laporta, say what you will. He can't do what Jamison Williams does. So I, I just he fits perfectly in this offense, and it's one of the best offenses in the league right now. Just playing at another level. As these running back injuries pile up, I could see Jared Goff throwing the ball even more. So guys, go get Jamison Williams while you still can. I'll let Podfather be right about Quentin Johnston. Last yesterday's episode was an all-timer. What an episode yesterday for Podfather. Honored to have him be able to host that uh, kind of episode on my show. I'm not letting him be right about Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams better not bust. I will. You will see tears <laughs> on Wake and Take if Jamison Williams busts, but I really don't think he will. I really don't think he will. Um, let's see. Let's talk about some injuries, though, as we've had a lot of updates with those. And sorry for no overlays. You know, I didn't even want to tempt fate with trying to do a green screen effect on 9 megabit per second internet. Uh, but let's talk about some injuries. Let's talk about some injuries. Dalton Kincaid, first off, he picked up a concussion this week. Dalton Kincaid, as we've seen with concussions in general this season in particular, he's probably not going to play this week. That does, of course, make Dawson Knox's start. Uh, if Dalton Kincaid gets dropped, then uh, pick him up because, I mean, still he's attached to the Bills offense, has had a couple flashes, obviously not the type of explosion that we've been seeing from Sam Laporta, even from Michael Mayer's last game, to be completely honest. So, uh, But I do think that times are to come for Dalton Kincaid, and this concussion prevents, presents, A, a buying opportunity for those that don't have him, and potentially even in some redraft leagues, a pickup opportunity if someone wants to drop him if they're out this week. You know, tight end is a weird position. I, I mean, I'm probably not going to be dropped in your normal leagues, but there's some out there. So just keep your eye out. Keep your eye out for Dalton Kincaid. Justin Fields. 
uh, as talked about, you know, we all we all are cutting out all. Oh my God, we all already kind of know this, but Justin Fields not expected to play this week. Probably not two weeks either. He dislocated his thumb. This is going to be an issue of pain management and also his ability to grip the ball. Unfortunately, this is on his throwing hand. So if I were to guess, uh, I'm assuming they're not going to rush him out, but they might. They don't really care about winning given their draft capital and how they look right now. Uh, so they might just throw him out to see what he could do. Uh, I, I don't really know. I don't really know. But definitely something to keep your eye on. Go pick up your, you know, your Tyson badge if, if he made it through the waivers in any of your leagues. Always weird that you know, it feels weird that this is a Wednesday episode because I wasn't there yesterday. Didn't really get to talk about waivers. But if he made it through in your league, you can probably pick up Tyson Badgett in a pinch. Doubt he made it through, though, in your Superflex. Deshaun Watson. Still really no idea. No updates at all on this injury that has been keeping him out the past few weeks. Uh, PJ Walker, I would assume, would get the start again. He was demoted to the practice squad, but that's fine. Remember, we talked about earlier this offseason, there's a very, very weird rule in the NFL that your third string quarterback has to be on the active roster and the second string quarterback doesn't. So PJ Walker being on the practice squad likely means he's the second string quarterback and that uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, while on the active roster, is actually the third string quarterback. This is what we saw with New England uh, when they had Matt Corral on the active roster, but Bailey Zappi still on the practice squad. It's just a really weird loophole that NFL teams have figured out. Uh, so don't, you know, panic if you picked up PJ Walker and he's kind of your answer for the next couple weeks. I think it, I do still think he's the starter and it's looking like Deshaun Watson's still not going to play anytime soon. And we still don't really have any true information about what's going on here. David Montgomery, David Montgomery picked up a rib injury this week. He's expected to miss some time. Thank you so much for that, Dan Campbell. That is very, very insightful. We love to know that David Montgomery will be missing some time. Very, very helpful. Very, very helpful. But what I'm going to say with this is it's probably two to three weeks. Um, and Jameer Gibbs, I assume, is actually going to get the bulk of the carries. He's he's trending towards playing this week. They haven't trusted Craig Reynolds too much. And if we'll go back the, er, earlier this season when David Montgomery was out earlier this season and Jameer Gibbs was in, Jameer Gibbs had 18 carries and a couple receptions. So I do think that, of course, when Jameer Gibbs comes back, he's going to go right back into being a decent option. I would honestly be brave enough to throw him into my starting lineup because he's on the Lions offense and looking to get a bulk of the workload uh, by Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I know that with the David Montgomery injury, his value probably went up a little bit, but it's still incredibly down from where it was at the beginning of the season. And I do still expect at least an end of season push for Jameer Gibbs. I fully expect things to get ramped up for him. I fully expect still a good startable season for him. At the very least, a good flex play for the rest of the year. I do think that they'll figure it out. And using this time with David Montgomery being injured to A, show what you have, but also take on a good workload will work wonders for Jameer Gibbs. I'm telling you guys to buy him while you still can. Jimmy Garoppolo had a back injury. We don't know the severity of it still or what's really going on. If I had to guess, he's not going to be playing this week. Uh, but, you know, he might be. This stuff is really, really interesting uh, when it comes to the injuries where a player has to go to the hospital. Um, it, it's just a really tough thing to navigate. I'm assuming he won't be playing. If he's not playing, it looks like they would go to Brian Hoyer. Aiden O'Connell didn't do too great in his start. You know, he had the stats, uh, but, you know, Brian Hoyer operates the offense at a more standard 
level, I guess I would say, you know, just a, just a typical quarterback. And that is what Josh McDaniels likes in his system. So I would assume that it's going to be Brian Hoyer, but still definitely stash AOC, uh, Aiden O'Connell, because Hoyer is way up there in age and has been hurt before in his career. I do still think that Aiden O'Connell is going to get another shot this season. So I'm still stashing him and I'm picking up Brian Hoyer too in my super flex leagues. I picked him up in the trade gods league this morning. We'll see if I actually start him. I have Justin Fields who got hurt and uh, Bryce Young on a bye week. So I might actually be be using the Hoyer this week in the trade gods league. Um, well, this is kind of on topic. Uh, Jelani Woods. I see a question here. Is Jelani Woods worth stashing now that Richardson is out? Yeah, I'm still stashing him. I mean, I think that a lot of this Josh Downs usage, the Kylan Granson usage, the Ogletree usage, a lot of that is Jelani, or Jelani Woods usage. I do think that Jelani Woods, when he gets back out there, is going to be awesome. Now, Harry Snowman makes a great point. The offense features the tight end position. That's why I really like Jelani Woods. He's got a fantastic athletic profile on a team that really likes tight ends. Gardner Minshew also really likes tight ends. Maybe not to the degree that Anthony Richardson was, but still. Now, he also makes a good point that he is may not just be hurt, but may have an injury that could linger. This is true. This is true. The injury with Jelani Woods wasn't just a pulled hamstring. He completely tore the hamstring, and that is very, very hard to recover from. But that's why we see them taking their time. He's been on IR now six weeks. Still no rumblings if he's even going to be back this week, too, going into week seven. So I do think that because they're taking their time, they do expect him and want him to be fully healthy upon his return because they want to use him. That's the way I'm reading into it. I still do think that Jelani Woods has some ceiling within him. And I mean, he's definitely, I can say this without a fact, Jelani Woods is definitely the best lottery ticket tight end out there that's still available. I mean, all out of the ones available, Jelani Woods is the one you want to try to hang your coats on. Uh, maybe Luke Schoonmaker, maybe Trey McBride, depending on your leagues. Like those are kind of the guys I'm looking at right now that could have some usage towards the end of the year. But Jelani Woods in particular, I think, is the one I'm latching on to the most. Kyron Williams' ankle injury had an update. Kyron Williams is out for sure this week, and it's looking like it might also be a multiple-week injury per the latest update. Ronnie Rivers is also out for four to five weeks with a sprained ankle – or no, sprained PCL. Um, so that one makes Zach Evans an option. Zach Evans an option. I know we kind of hate coach speak in a lot of places, but not on the wake and take. I do still believe that systems and coaches are important. We know that Kyron Williams is not a very athletic person when you look at the metrics. We know that with Ronnie Rivers. Hell, we know that with Daryl Henderson. We know that with Sony Michelle. We know that with even really Cam Akers doesn't have the most athletic profile, but we've seen these running backs in these systems perform well it's a very important part of the Sean McVay offense the times that the Rams have been bad is when they don't have a running game look for Zach Evans to get utilized and probably perform pretty well maybe not the three touchdowns that Kyron Williams was sometimes getting you the 100 plus yard multiple touchdown performances but I guarantee Zach Zach Evans will get you 76 yards and a touchdown this week that's my full-on prediction. 
Um, I like it. I'm picking him up. I think he's probably one of the better options uh, really just out there. They might be bringing in a running back as well. You know, keep your eye on Leonard Fournette, depending on the severity of this Kyron Williams injury. The last thing I saw um, was week 10 uh, might be the, the, the return week 10, week 11, which is definitely a far away date. Plenty of time for a rookie running back such as Zach Evans to make a name for himself. I do think that he can carry the load. <laughs> Chef says, Jason made me write a patient's name is Ronnie Rivers. That's awesome, man. Listening to me while working. I hope Ronnie Rivers uh, gets better soon. I see a super chat here from you, Connor. Once I finish this injury rundown, I'm almost done. I will answer that question for you. Jamal Williams is designated to return off of IR. Deontay Johnson has been designated to return off of IR. Pat Fryermuth, while not on IR, is expected to practice this week and play uh, this week as well. So those are three guys looking to return. Jamal Williams, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth. With the Steelers in particular, as I'll talk about a little bit later in the show, I do want to be buying Kenny Pickett. Couple more did not practices. Jawan Johnson did not practice again this week. For me, I'm just dropping Jawan Johnson. Just doing it. I mean, I had a lot of hope for him. I think that there was a lot of things out there that pointed to him having a breakout season, especially just the underlying metrics from last year where he was incredibly efficient. You have Derek Carr coming in. You'd think a better quarterback would work well. The reports this offseason that he was studying Julian Edelman's route running film. However, it didn't really come to fruition. This injury is looking like something that's going to linger. We saw Foster Moreau actually get utilized last week. We've seen Taysom Hill now get mixed in that I do believe that even when Jawan Johnson returns, he's not going to get the standard tight end one usage. Plus, the Saints offense just isn't that good. It just really isn't that good. Not enough to go around for him. I would just drop him, trade him for something if you get an offer, literally anything. But it seems to be that the, the potential value that was there isn't actually going to hit, unfortunately. I did like him a lot this offseason. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey, this injury with him, the oblique rib injury is not considered long-term um, at all, uh, but it is looking like he'll be at least a game-time decision for Monday Night Football. Here's the deal. You have to start Christian McCaffrey this week if you roster him. Uh, you have to wait until Monday Night Football. Obviously, that sucks, but you, if he ends up playing, you're not, you do not want to look at Christian McCaffrey on your bench. Um, so I do think that I am sticking him in my lineup. And if he doesn't play, I'm ready to pivot to even down to Ronnie Bell. Even down to Ronnie Bell is a fine pivot because of the upside that Christian McCaffrey can, can bring you. I know, obviously, you're going to lose some ceiling there. I mean, unless you have a really, really fantastic option to replace with Christian McCaffrey, it's probably worth it. But I'm just going to take the risk and keep him in my lineup and pivot to someone that's just on the 49ers if I have to. Um, anyone with a name, like even Kyle Juszczyk, I'm probably going to start if I have to, if he doesn't play. But I think that that's better than trying to bench Christian McCaffrey. That's all I've got for injuries for you guys. A lot of injuries, apparently. I didn't expect to go on for that long. Uh, just about injuries. <laughs> Connor asks for the super chat. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for submitting this question. Would you trade C.D. Lamb for David Montgomery and Drake London? Um... I might just hold C.D. Lamb, but that is not a bad move at all. Um, I would like to know a little bit more about David Montgomery's timeline. It's looking like we're not going to get that, though. Dan Campbell's not the best when it comes to coach speak. So I do think that I might just hold C.D. 
However, if you want to be risky, then you can do this trade. I don't think this is a bad trade at all. I think that Drake London, for all intents and purposes, is going to get similar amounts of points for C.D. Lamb. That's why I've been saying to sell C.D. Lamb all offseason. That's why I've been saying sell C.D. Lamb all regular season. I just His value is way too high. The name value is carrying way too much weight when it comes to C.D. Lamb. This Dallas Cowboys offense just is not what we wanted it to be. So I don't mind moving on from him. Drake London is a fantastic wide receiver. The Falcons passing offense is looking to be unlocked. I mean, back-to-back 300-yard games from Desmond Ritter. Um, so I don't mind this move at all. However, I would like to know more about the David Montgomery injury before pressing, except if you think, I would say, this is where I put it. If it's if David Montgomery is only out for three weeks, which is looking like that would be the maximum, I would do it. So I guess, Connor, sorry, talk myself into it. I'm doing this trade. Go ahead and do it. I do think that if David Montgomery's injury was was a bit more serious, they would have just gone ahead and put him on IR. And since they haven't done that, that's probably only, only a two- to three-week injury. And I think that Drake London will be able to carry some weight. And then when David Montgomery returns, you're going to be happy that you have him. You can go for it. You can go for it. Thank you guys for the birthday wishes also. I see those in the chat. Thank you so much. I'll answer more questions at the end of the show. Got a few news items to talk through, and then I'm going to give you one buy and one sell. First off, Julio Jones did sign with the Eagles yesterday. Not crazy excited about it. I do love myself some Julio Jones. He's, of course, a historic player. Fun fact, now that he has signed, he leads all active NFL players in both receiving yards and receptions. He has 903 receptions, 13,629 yards in his career. Just a phenomenal career for him. Love Julio Jones. And I got to say, I, he passes the eye test for me. I remember watching some games last year and being like, huh, huh, Julio Jones doesn't look that bad. Now it's random. I mean, he had a 20 point game last year. I think he had two more 10 plus point games as well. Like he, he was scoring touchdowns. He was utilized and he didn't get hurt too much. So I, I, you know, I'm probably not rushing to pick up Julio Jones unless it's a deeper league. Um, if you're in a deeper league, I do think that he could be serviceable in a pinch. However, as we talk about a lot of times on this show, I don't like picking up players if I'm never going to start them. And I don't know if I'm ever going to start Julio Jones. I really don't. I, I mean, I would like to. I would surely like to. But the problem with a player like him is he's really just touchdown dependent, especially in an offense with Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. It's going to take like a two-catch, 30-yard, one-touchdown performance for you to be happy. And that's just too unpredictable to rely on on a week-to-week basis, especially to rely on in my starting lineup. So I'm probably passing, uh, but, you know, in a deeper league, why not? I mean, why not at a deeper league? Just see what happens. You know, if A.J. Brown got hurt or if Dallas got hurt, I'm sure that his role would increase and you'd get some decent usage for sure. So that's basically my takeaway with that. Pick him up in your deeper leagues. Probably never comfortable starting him, but he should have at least a couple games this year. I'm expecting a couple touchdowns for him. I think if anything, this hurts Dallas Goddard in the red zone. But if I remember correctly, Dallas Goddard wasn't even really being heavily utilized in the red zone anyway. So I, I don't know. We're, we're just talking about a red zone threat is what I'm saying. We're, we're talking about a guy who might score some touchdowns. Take that away from like Swift, Smith, Brown, Goddard, however you want to. But not a total threat. Just kind of a guy going there. James Robinson going to the Packers. That's even more of a just a guy going there. I mean, he's flamed out at the last three teams he's gone to now not expecting him to be able to do anything here. If anything, this is just going to uh, 
put down Emmanuel Wilson and Pat Taylor, I think his name was, the the other running backs on the Packers that were, were randomly working themselves in. But I'm not expecting too much from James Robinson, probably not even picking him up. Uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. This is from John Gambardoro, who is an Arizona Cardinals radio host on the Birds and Gambo show, the little sports station down in Phoenix. Barring a setback, I would expect that Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray will come off the pup either this week or next week. He is close, and uh, he talked about this uh, yesterday, so you can actually probably find the episode wherever they do this. Uh, it, so, uh, But anyway, looking like Kyler Murray is on track to return within the next few weeks. Pick him up if he's available in your single quarterback leagues just in case. You know, he's still an IR stash for now. Maybe trade for him in your Superflex leagues. He's still pretty cheap. And this uh, this news I haven't seen in many places. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about the Kyler Murray situation. So sending out some offers for Kyler Murray because he's still a top 10 quarterback when healthy. Aaron Rodgers also on track to return soon. Believe it or not, I saw one report that he could return as soon as week 12, which is ridiculous. But here's a, here's a quote from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this was from May, but still just I've always felt if my 80% was better than the guy behind me, then I should be on the field. My stance has always been, I'm going to tell the trainers when I'm going to play. Uh, Jets vice chair Christopher Johnson has been FaceTiming with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to not believe, is what he says. I'm not going to not believe Aaron Rodgers is superhuman. So, guys, if Aaron Rodgers returns, I'm not going to go out and say that he will, but definitely something to monitor for sure. If he returns, I mean, you're going to get a massive round of applause. As we do on this show, you're going to get a massive round of applause, Aaron Rodgers, if you can return from an Achilles tear within the season. I know that they've kind of changed the recovery for that, but still, that is a massive, massive, massive accomplishment for Aaron Rodgers if he could do it. So keep your eye on it, guys. Keep your eye on it. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers became available, send out an offer. See if you can get him for cheap, because I'm sure if he does return, he'd be decent. He would be decent. Uh, Justin Herbert. Since entering the NFL in 2020, no quarterback has thrown more fourth quarter interceptions than Justin Herbert. Since 2020, Justin Herbert has thrown 16 interceptions in the fourth quarter alone. This kind of goes back to week one, the post week one episode. Uh, maybe it was week two, but I, I've been watching the Chargers this year. We all watched a Monday night. Something is just off with Justin Herbert. I don't know what it is. Like, he obviously still looks good. He's number one in points per game right now. But it's still, it doesn't feel or look right. Like, it, it, the it factor to me isn't there. I don't know if any of you guys agree. But, like, the same star-studdedness, the same swagger that I remember Justin Herbert having pre-injury, especially, like, his rookie and second year in the league, I haven't really seen. I'm going to talk about Justin Herbert some more later. But so seeing this fourth quarter interception stat kind of brings it home for me. Like he, he, he doesn't really have that clutch factor, uh, which is really, really important in this league. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a little odd to me. It's a, it's a little odd to me. Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it is true now. Um, Raheem Mostert has officially passed Jamal Charles and Bo Jackson for the, for the best career yards per carry there is you know a limit to this you've had to carry the ball a certain amount of times you know Devon Achan doesn't count yet with his 12 yards per carry but Raheem Mostert in his career has averaged 5.43 yards per carry very very respectable 
best yards career yards per carry of any running back in NFL history. So we've got to continue to put some respect on Raheem Mostert's name. Anthony Richardson, likely done for the year. One of the things that is bringing this home is, A, I saw a report a couple days ago talking about it. The Colts owner came out and said he's probably going to get season-ending surgery. We haven't heard that yet. But what we do know is that Anthony Richardson has had five different opinions and is still looking to hear more opinions from doctors. What that tells me is that Anthony Richardson is looking for one doctor to tell him he doesn't need the surgery, but it's looking like a doctor is not going to tell him that. Um, it's It sucks. It, it sucks. Anthony Richardson was incredibly fun to watch. Never even played a fully healthy game. He was pretty close in week one, but he still had to leave for a little bit. Obviously a concern for his long term, uh, but hopefully if he takes this surgery and is out for the year, he can really sit back, watch Gardner Minshew operate this offense, watch maybe Josh Allen play and see how he doesn't get hurt all the time, like really learn <laughs> how to take care of his body and work on the longevity because that is an issue. I'm, and it's been a different injury every single time he's gotten hurt. Concussion, ankle, shoulder, elbow, you name it. So uh, definitely concerned, but I do think that he can use this opportunity to learn, to study, and to perhaps get better going into next season. So I'm still buying Anthony Richardson. I guarantee that there are some dynasty managers, especially if he takes this season-ending surgery, that will be incredibly, incredibly worried. And I think that you could get him for a very, very good price. However, I would wait for the actual news to come out, for it to actually say he's taking the season-ending surgery. We're still in speculation right now, but I, I think at this point it's about 90% going to happen. Uh, so look for that as much as it sucks. It is still definitely an opportunity to take your team over the top going into 2024. Fun fact, I saw this on Reddit. Anthony Richardson and Trey Lance played the same amount of snaps. It was 108 snaps before getting injured and having to miss the rest of the season. Very, very interesting that they both had the same amount of snaps. Like exactly. Very, very cool, fun fact there. And lastly, some bad news, some awful news. I know we just had some awful news, but this is even, even worse. Let's see, what, what can I do here? Car crash. Roger Goodell has been extended to 2027. Roger Goodell, keeping his commissioner duties, will be commissioning the NFL until 2027, keeping things rocking and rolling. Uh, you know, boo, I guess, boo, <laughs> give a few boos for that one. Um, because, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's done fine, right? I mean, the NFL is still here, but lots of things too that we would like to uh see better from Mr. Goodell. But that is that is just life, right? Hopefully, in 2028, we'll get someone new, but even then, whoever they bring in, I mean, these guys in suits, they don't really know what they're doing, they just care about the money. So uh, it's probably never going to be the best when it comes to the commissioner. Might as well be a guy we're familiar with. Connor asks, we've got another super chat from Connor. Thank you so much, Connor. What could I get if I traded DJ Moore? I do think that DJ Moore is the epitome of a hold, unfortunately. Now that Justin Fields is hurt and things are uh, uncertain, you're probably not going to be able to get enough for DJ Moore. And here's the thing. He can still produce with a bad quarterback. We've seen it before in Carolina. 
So I'm not selling DJ Moore. I honestly don't think you can get enough for him. And I really don't know what I would be looking for. I mean, it, it really just depends. I like a lot of young wide receivers. Like if this is dynasty, I mean, there might be a young guy that you could, you know, get a plus for maybe like a JSN plus or something, maybe, but I don't even know if you could get that. It's a tough, tough market right now that I would probably just hold. He's still young too. It's still looking like basically the franchise wide receiver for the Bears. So I, I think I would just have to hold Connor. Not necessarily sure what you could get for him right now. Um, let's see. You guys ready to talk about one buy and one sell, and then I'll get you guys out of here. I'm surprised the stream actually went through all the way. But my buy, my buy candidate right now in Superflex leagues, in Dynasty leagues especially, not really worried about this in redraft unless the price is right, but definitely Superflex, definitely Dynasty, no single quarterback. If you're listening to this, both of these guys actually, my buy and my sell is a quarterback. Uh, so, uh, But the other one would work in single quarterback. This one, this buy. Only Superflex, probably only Dynasty, but maybe Redraft as things are looking up. But basically, I want to buy Kenny Pickett. I want to buy Kenny Pickett. Um, I think that now is the bottom of his market. He has been trending downwards for the last few weeks. We had the bye week, so it was quiet. But as we talked about at the top of the show, Pat Fryermuth is returning this week. Deontay Johnson should be returning this week. The Steelers themselves are still second in their division, only one game back from the Ravens. Um, so I do still think that the Steelers are in a good position to make a late season push as they normally do for the playoffs. And Kenny Pickett is going to be a big part of that. Has not been really that good this season. No 20-point games, but still he has the rushing floor that we haven't seen much of, but it's there. Uh, and again, his weapons are turning back. And when you look at his value, you go to keep trade cut. Some quarterbacks around him are Matthew Stafford, Danny Dimes, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Desmond Ritter. I'd rather have Kenny Pickett over all those guys, except for maybe Stafford if I'm on a win-now team. Uh, so I, I think that that presents to me a buy opportunity, and he still has a decent bit of good metrics. While he's the fifth most pressured quarterback in the league, he's still doing okay. He has the fourth best play action percentage. He has the fifth best production premium. He's ninth in deep ball catchable passes, fifth in pressured catchable passes, uh, and, and is rushing you know, 16th in red zone carry. So we'd like to see that go up, but still he's getting some red zone carries, which is always cool. I don't know. I don't know. I'm look. I'm just look at Kenny Pickett. I think that things can get better and will get better. I don't think that the Steelers are going to be able to move on from him anytime soon, uh, at least not this season or next season. And I do still think he's shown some promise. We're seeing this connection with George Pickens get a little bit better. Again, Pat Fryerbeuth and Deontay Johnson coming back as well. Go buy Kenny Pickett. Go do it. And sell. Oh, God. Sell Justin Herbert. Sell Justin Herbert. I hate saying these. You know, I've been saying like sell Christian McCaffrey all season, for example. I hate doing it. I hate doing it. But I have to. You have to. You have to sell Justin Herbert. It sucks. But let me lay it out. First off, uh, as I talked about a little bit earlier, to me, that it factor just isn't there. He is turning the ball over at the most important parts of the game frequently. And he just does not have the clutch gene within him. He just simply doesn't. And not just that, the Chargers' long-term prospects of the team are terrible. I mean, it is one of the worst-run organizations. We're looking at a coaching change coming soon, which some will take as a positive. 
but I'm still going to take as a negative. Changes are tough to go through as a quarterback, even if it is at the end of the day a good change. Still going to make things hard for fantasy football. We've got Keenan Allen up there in age. We've got Mike Williams up there in age. Quentin Johnston is a bust. Austin Eckler's getting up there in age. So many things are changing and rapidly devolving around the Chargers that you've got to look to move on from him. Right now, he's number one in points per game amongst quarterbacks, playing at a great level. Hasn't had a game under 20 points yet. Fifth in red zone attempts. Uh, fifth in adjusted yards per attempt. Seventh in money throws. Has the fifth best protection rate. Eighth in team pass plays per game. Sixth in points per drop back. Ninth in play action completion percentage. Seventh in pressured catchable pass rate even getting the red zone carries, the fourth most red zone carries, the fourth most rush touchdowns. I mean, having a phenomenal season. But it could just go south at any second. Keenan Allen gets hurt again. Austin Eckler gets hurt again. They fire Brandon Staley finally. And Kevin Moore actually isn't a good head coach. I mean, there are just so many, to me, negatives that I see Justin Herbert at the top of his market easily at the top of his market he's moved ahead of joe burrow the only quarterbacks ahead of him pretty much anywhere you ask is going to be josh allen jalen hurts and patrick mahomes he will never cross those three well maybe i mean like that's a decent tier for him but still the quarterbacks right now especially there's the quarterback market you could take justin herbert and you could get trevor lawrence plus you could probably get joe burrow plus you could probably get cj stroud plus you're feeling risky, your season's over, you could probably get multiple Anthony Richardsons. It depends how far you want to, I mean, I'm asking for a lot, as I see the Harry Snowman ask, I'm asking for a lot. More than likely, I only want an elite quarterback plus like Burrow or T-Law or Stroud, but I would still at least scratch my head at like a Bryce Young. I would scratch my head at an Anthony Richardson plus. I, I you know, I scratch my head at Kenny Pickett plus. It really depends on what the plus is. But if you can get a massive, massive return for Justin Herbert, just do it. Just do it. All right, guys, just a, a quick question, uh, a quick little, I'll, I'll look at your questions real quickly, and then I'm going to get you guys out of here. Uh, let's see, Carr or Mayfield this week. Let's go with Carr, Jeff Wilson, or Zach Moss. Probably Zach Moss. I don't know if I want to trust Jeff Wilson in first game back from injury, but if anything, Alex, I might just look for another option. If you want to have fun, Jeff Wilson at least has the ceiling. Although I guess Zach Moss has been having the ceiling too. That's a, honestly a tough one. Uh, Jalen Warren, Kareem Hunt, or Jamison Williams for, for the flex. Evan, Jamo. Throw Jamo in there. This is the game he was actually supposed to be back this week. Like this is when Jamison Williams was supposed to return. So I could see this being the one where he's actually worked into the game plan a bit more. He finally scored that touchdown yesterday as well. So I'm working Jamison Williams into my lineup. And lastly, should I trade Brian Robinson for Tyler Lockett, Christian Watson, or Rashi Rice? Uh, probably Christian Watson. I think Brian Robinson for Christian Watson would be a fun trade for you. Um, I, especially if you need a wide receiver, as it's looking like it is, as all three of these are wide receivers, I would go with Christian Watson. If it's dynasty for sure, if it's redraft also, I do still think that Christian Watson has one of the best ceilings in the game. And I do think that this Packers passing offense and Jordan Love will improve as the season goes on. And even if it doesn't in terms of winning and everything, 
Jordan Love is still going to be slinging the ball. I mean, we've already seen how many interceptions and deep passes and everything he's throwing. It's just not all connecting. It eventually will. I, I like the Christian Watson move. I think that's fine. Um, and drop Conklin for Mayer? Yeah. Yeah, I think you could do that. Cara Lawrence, T-Law. T-Law always. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was The Wake and Take. I should have a guest host tomorrow as I will be driving. I Unless they fall through again, I'll have to figure something out if they do. But I think we should be good. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for a very, very special host. It's going to be awesome. I'm glad that this stream went okay. Thank you so much for tuning in, bearing with me. And I'll see you all again Friday back in my own apartment with my regular stuff as we preview week seven. Have a wonderful Wednesday and a fantastic rest of your week. Peace.